Welcome to China Manufacturing Decoded from Southeast, the podcast where we take you through some of the major topics facing importers and manufacturers in China today. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in again. This is episode sixty-seven of China Manufacturing Decoded. Adrian here, and I'm joined by our CEO Renault. Hi Renault. Hey, hey Adrian, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. You've caught me at a busy time. I'm moving house, but I'm still here for the podcast. <laughs> good, good. All right.、Um, yeah, how's it going with you? Not bad.、Uh, still in France. I was starting to、uh, prepare to get back to Hong Kong and seven day quarantine, and then they just say, "Well, if you come back from France, it's a high risk country now. Twenty one、mm. days in a hotel." Are you kidding? Quarantine,、me? and then, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's what they say. Actually, they they announced it on Monday, and they say it would be effective on Thursday night, Friday morning.、Um, so I could have rushed back in, but the problem is, all the hotels are already booked.、Um, oh, all the hotels that allow you to to do a quarantine are already booked because you have, you know, all the expat families that went to、um, went back to their country with the kids came back. If they went、sure. to the kids and came back, the kids were not vaccinated, so it was already fourteen、uh, or twenty-one days. I don't know. So there's there's a long list of hotels, but it's it's um seems like it's not enough. In August, it was all full already.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so um you know it it doesn't matter that they tell you in advance you cannot rush back in because you you don't have an, a booking in a hotel. So. Looking at the options, you know, which are maybe going into、um, another country that、mm-hmm. accepts me without a quarantine and that is not on the high risk list in Hong Kong, and that will remain out of the high risk list for the for the for the next few weeks. I don't know. We're looking at, you know, I'm like,、eh, no big rush. We'll see in September what what to do and where to go through because,、um, sure. anyway, that's the. A little bit of the crazy situation. Traveling is not as fun as before. Well, so, the, the, this is what we're talking about today. So we're talking about、yes. how to prepare for 2022 with all of these crazy things in mind. So I mean,、yes. you know, you're talking about the effects of COVID. So you've got, you know, travel restrictions and lockdowns and things going on.、Right. Of course, we've got the shipping situation, which is just bananas at the moment.、Hmm. Then,、yes. then we have electronic components. That's still a problem. I mean,、uh, my brother's been trying to purchase a car, and it was incredibly delayed. They said at one point they weren't even sure whether they'd be able to make it because、mm. the, the electronics were not available. This is really a big issue, and、um, then also the USD and RMB rate. That's、uh, That's changed and probably isn't helping in some ways, right? Well, it narrowed the margin of a lot of importing businesses, you know, over the past year. Now these days it hasn't gotten worse, but if you look at the past year, year and a half,、uh, the trend has been bad. So it's just adding,、um, you know, losses to to to.、Um, <laughs> To, to injuries, if I may say, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay, so yeah, I, I mentioned preparing for 2022. As we sit here in you know the middle of summer in 2021, maybe it seems like whoa, 2022. But、uh, 
as you were saying to me off air before we started recording, you know, we've already established it's too late for Christmas now. Maybe it's even too late for Chinese New Year, which is February the 1st yeah. this year, I believe. Um, this year coming, sorry. So uh, because of all of these things that I just spoke about, importers really need to be looking well ahead into 2022 now. Yeah. Well, first, yeah, usually at this time of the year, you know, it's already kind of too late for Christmas. You know, if the, like in the US, the, the products have to be on the shelves, basically, um, you know, available at Thanksgiving and, you know, right after Thanksgiving, they have to get on the shelves and it's not very different in, in, in Europe. Mm. Uh, so the time to make and to ship out and to receive in the countries of sale, it's August is already a bit too late, but at least we can warn people about CNY and say, Hey, um, you know, if you order in November and, you know, it's made in December and you plan to ship it out, out of China in, um, uh, you know, or any other countries that, you know, that have, that, that follow the Lunar New Year, um, well, you know, good luck with that. It, it, it might not get on the ship. You know, it might be delayed production in January, not finished on time, mm. and then, you know, finished in, uh, late february or march and, and you know that that comes with a host of issues um this year <laughs> um instead of saying don't order in october you know you, you need to add a couple of months to that maybe even three months it might already be too late if you order now it, it might be too late. so i get back to that in uh, about when we come to shipping to start with the COVID situation, then what what could you tell us about this, and how does how's, how does that have an effect? Um, so I think it's pretty clear by now to everybody that it's not over. Like one year ago, or even six months ago, a lot of people were saying, "Well, you know, there's going to be vaccines," and once like 50, 60 percent of the population is vaccinated, um, you know. They will start to go around again and things like that. And if you look at certain countries, uh, it's partly true. Um, you know, there's there's a lot more air traveling uh, in certain areas of the world than than uh, one year ago. They say mm. that they you know they're hiring staff again and they're you know they're flying more. Um, so. You know, I think Lufthansa said they were, you know, soon at 50% of their usual um, activity and, and things like that. So um, I, I think now it's clear that when it comes to uh, buying from uh, China, Vietnam, India, other Asian countries, um, it, it, it's not the case. Uh, first, buyers cannot even go to China now. It's, it's, it's such a hassle. So many people work. And if you don't go there for working, it's, you know, I think it's pretty much impossible. So you, you need to, to, to be hired there. And still there's, I mean, there's a lot of obstacles. It's possible, oh, yeah. but not, not, not great. Um, and you're going to have two or three weeks quarantine and things like that. So it's not the normal purchasing trip. Just forget about it. Um, Someone last last week asked me, "Hey, do you think you know Canton Fair in uh, in this fall?" And I said, "Forget about it. Uh. I don't even know if there's going to be a physical Canton Fair." 
uh, in in the fall of 2022, but forget it. I mean, this is not going to happen uh, this year. China is going to be closed for another year. They, yep. they already hinted at it pretty clearly. Uh, yeah, back article, in May, I think. Uh, yeah, May or June, yeah. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal that was pretty clear about that. Um, so now Vietnam these days, yeah, um, probably easier than going to China. But okay, first you're going to go through quarantine for sure. And then it's not going to be fun, especially in the South. There's a lot of lockdowns. Uh, it's a long lockdown around Ho Chi Minh City. Um, um, you know, most factories are still working, it seems. However, they don't really like to get visitors. We have a lot of issues with our auditors and inspectors. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, trips that you, we, we cannot make, cannot do the jobs. Um, Thailand is completely closed, basically. And... Um, haven't looked into India, but it's probably not very open. Uh, and, and, and still, anyway, you're going to be in quarantine, I'm pretty sure. I, um, I think about India, my mm-hmm. understanding is it is possible to go mm-hmm. and not be quarantined. Uh, I assume the regulations are for okay. people who are fully vaccinated because mm-hmm. uh, I know of somebody that's gone recently and, uh, okay. and they were not quarantined. They're, oh, they're okay, there at okay. the moment. Well, okay, but when they go back, <laughs> when are they, like if they go back to, to, to the UK or, you know, there's a lot of countries that are going to say, whoa, 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 you come from India, you know, this is a high-risk country. Oh, that could um, be a problem for sure, yeah. Yeah, so they might have the quarantine when they come back. Mm. So still, it's, you know, more open, but uh, definitely not back to a normal situation. Right. Uh, this means that buyers can't really see their suppliers face to face because suppliers also don't come uh, for pretty much the same reasons. Yeah. And um, if, I mean, I remember for years, you know, I, I was seeing some, some buyers come to China and then, you know, they would say, Oh, I have this problem, this problem with the supplier. And okay. And like, yeah, you know, how often do you come? And there's a clear correlation. If you come, every couple of months regularly and you have face-to-face meetings with them and you, you see through the, the issues that they've had and so on, uh, you are in better shape than if you go and see them only once every year or once every couple of years. I mean, yeah. when people say, yeah, you know, we buy most of our products from China, but we only go there once a year or once every couple of years, I would say, wow, um, that is, you know, probably not good. Um, you know, are you sure that you should not come more often? How you know your suppliers come and visit you in your in your place or what? You know, and, and now, well, it's been eighteen months, um, and people haven't seen their key suppliers face to face, and we've seen actually it was very clear about after Chinese New Year this this year, uh, 2021, first, first half of 2021, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of people coming to us and say, well, you know, I really can't keep working with this supplier. Um, you know, oh, I need to find a new supplier. I can't, you know, um, even with the inspecting, you know, as much as we can and things like that, just babysitting them. Um, they, they're still very difficult or they, they won't do this or they won't improve that. Um, we have to get out of that. Um, Typically, relatively small buyers. 
Um, so I don't know if, I mean, sometimes it's because they were buying categories that became very, very hot, like gym equipment, office equipment and so on, uh, you know, bikes or bike components. Okay. Of course, very hard to, um, to, 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 to keep working with a manufacturer that get very busy and doesn't see you as a very valuable customer. Right? Okay, that's normal. I would say that's expected if you buy from China. You need to make sure that there's a good fit between you and the supplier. Otherwise, yeah, um, <laughs> you, you, you're really not going to get any priority and, and, and things might get ugly. So, mm. but in other cases, it was not, it was not that. It's just things, you know, just, started going downhill and going downhill to the point where the buyer just said, you know, just complains and complains and nothing happens. And then they say, I, I can't, I can't keep working with them. It's just costing me too much. Uh, I'm not making any money with them and I have huge risks. It's crazy. So uh, this was very clear, you know, breakdown in communication and uh, face-to-face uh, meetings. And, you know, let's say that, the personal relationships have had a toll in some cases. Now, the buyers that um, took time to put in place a proper supplier management system with some KPIs that they communicate about, you know, maybe every three months in a very formal way with a, um, a you know, either a face-to-face meeting, we can, which can then become a, a, a meeting on Zoom or Microsoft Teams. Uh, these people are not, that much in trouble, right? But they tend also to be larger buyers and to to command more um, more 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 um, uh, more attention from supplier management anyway. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I can't really say this. It's 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 really because of the systems, but I I, I believe it does it does help when you give feedback in a st- structured manner to a supplier on just a few key indicators that really matter to you. Well, they, they tend to pay attention because most of the other buyers do not give that kind of feedback. So, you know, there are ways to, to go around that. So COVID, there's restrictions for traveling. There's restrictions for visitors already in the country to travel to the, to the factories. Yeah. It's also, um, it's often an issue in China. Yeah, so for, um, for, for testing. So visitors need to, to be tested. It's sometimes a, um, requirement from the local government. Mm. And then that means if you have a team of, um, auditors and let's say they go to this factory and this factory and this factory, well, they don't really have time in the middle of the day to, uh, to go to a specific place like a hospital to, uh, to get tested. Plus, they might be a little bit afraid of being infected there because who tends to go to hospital where people are sick? So, sure. um, so there's a little bit of, of, uh, of fear here. Um, so that, that's in China. Now in places like Vietnam, Cambodia, yeah, there's, you know, entire areas where it's basically impossible to send any visitor. Right. So this, this is an issue. If you have some suppliers with very inconsistent quality, for example, well, you can send someone there to, to pick some pieces at random, you know, look, look at the way they, they're doing the, their processing or anything like that. Mm. You, you can use video to, uh, 
to guide them, you know, okay, open this up and, you know, put it on the, on the hanger in front of me. I mean, it's very often it's, it's garments, put it on the table, you know, show me what it looks like, um, things like that. But you really need to trust them because it's so easy for them to hide the, the bad stuff. So, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's the situation, uh, when it comes to, to travel restrictions, really, it's, um, it, it adds a lot of risks to, um, to the whole process, right? Um, so yeah, we are not out of COVID. Um, countries like China, Vietnam, you know, um, Hong Kong, Taiwan, there's, there's a number of countries that still say, I want zero infections here. Zero. Mm. I'm going to be very tough because I have to keep this target of zero. And, <laughs> you know, as long as they, 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 they think this way, um, there's going to be long quarantines. There's going to be yeah. a lot of testing. There's going to be, you know, lockdowns here and there. Because with the Delta variant, you know, what was actually possible with very strong control of the population, of course, what was possible um, last year is no longer possible. So let's right. see how long it takes them to 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 adapt to a changing world. You know, I, I um, I'm afraid it might take a while because they have indoctrinated their whole population to think this way. And you know, look how good we are because we have zero cases. Yeah. And look at these other countries in in Europe, in the US, in you know, Brazil, India, you know, what a mess, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it's not going to be easy for them to, um, to have this debate in the first place. Right? No, you know, how do you, how do you steer that ship when it's such a large ship in the case of China to, oh, yeah. to change that strategy? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you're in Europe at the moment, I'm in Europe, we're definitely not in a zero COVID uh, right. environment, but you've come from Hong Kong, which is so I mean, it, both approaches are completely different but realistically in my view surely Asia and and China in particular has to try to start to live with it rather than completely disrupt everything every time they they find a case yes they should but let's see how long it takes and I think that's really the 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 crux of the matter I think we need to yeah we need to get that behind us and, and 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 things will be easier um mm. as long as they keep that mindset then wow i mean <sighs> why can their manufacturers have that mindset for uh, for their defects you know we want zero zero cases <laughs> we, we seldom see that indeed <laughs> usually we, we we need um the customers to really bang on the table and you know do a lot of things to to change the mindset but uh yeah, so it seems like the Chinese government is is really um, dead on this one. So let let's see. So that, yeah. that that's the first really big topic here. Yeah, COVID is here to stay, and you need to plan for that in 2022. You're probably gonna have more of the same as 2021, as as painful as it sounds. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that that's a good uh, that's a good section. And yeah, unfortunately, as you as you say, COVID still here. Right. On to the next topic then. So the shipping situation. We have spoken and written about this a little bit, but yeah, let's let's go into that. Yeah. So 
regular listeners already heard um, my interview of Joe Monroe a few days ago, right? Yes. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, a few weeks ago. So basically, just to summarize, COVID hit. The 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 yearly plans by the big shippers were very pessimistic. You know, capacity was not allocated the right way. Uh, containers were sent here and there um, because, you know, it was not really supposed to be an issue. And then suddenly, uh, you know, populations that got locked up had to to to, to order a lot of uh, products, especially, you know, products for their home mm. um, that, that tend to be quite bulky. And that took a lot of capacity plus um, much fewer air, um, you know, airlines going around means uh, less cargo being being carried because a lot of these planes from, uh, you know, Air China, Cathay Pacific, and so on were carrying a lot of cargo. So the supply is, supply is down while demand is up. Now, um, is 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 the demand much much higher than supply? I don't know, but the fact of the matter is that right now, if you want a container, first the price is five or six times higher. I mean, sometimes for for simple decoration items and things like that, it, it it's you know it's um, more expensive to to book container than to buy the products themselves. Um, it it really got to that point, right? So we we have a big uh, issue that obviously eats into the margin of the, um, the company that that pays for shipping. Uh, typically, is the the importer buying FOB. Uh, you also have the issue of the um, the time to get a container, you know, to to book the container and to get your goods really onto the ship. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And in some cases, it's been. You know, we've seen goods waiting for one month, for a month and a half, and this keeps uh, piling up. In some cases, it's even longer than that, from from what I hear. And think about it: if the um, if if demand still outstrips capacity, then what's going to happen? The cost will still going up, will still uh, keep going up. Yeah. And this the time to really get a container is going to keep uh, stretching also. So if you wait and you have your production, let's say in, in, um, in, in, in October, then let's say it's really end of October, it might not be able to get on the ship before Chinese New Year, right? That's crazy. <laughs> think, about, think about that. Yeah. And some Chinese suppliers have started to warn their customers about that. And of course, they want to avoid that. They want to um, they want to 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 make the products, ship them out, get paid, and get on to the next thing. Um, the problem is that a lot of these importers are suffering, as I said, from from um, slimmer margins because because of the price of shipping. Mm. But also, um, they've been suffering from a much much longer cash cycle. Um, Someone pointed that that out to me, I think, uh, yesterday in LinkedIn. Um, you know, if the goods get stuck for 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 six weeks in China, and then they get shipped, and then on top of that, when it gets, let's say, it gets to the the west coast in the U.S., there's not enough uh, trucking and train capacity to get all these goods over 
to, to their final destination. There's also uh, time there to, to wait. <laughs> and all of that means that the importers have to, uh, to wait to get paid uh, much longer. And mm. when, when, when they want to launch a production, there's no way around it. They need to send something to, to their Chinese suppliers. If they want their Chinese suppliers to, to ship the goods out, you know, the Chinese suppliers are, are going to push hard because very often they, they don't have that much cash on hand. They say, no, 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 you know, you, we produce, it's ready, you pay, right? There's a lot of pressure on that. So the importers are in the middle, um, selling often to, to retailers or, you know, maybe directly on, to, in e-commerce or, you know, whatever. Uh, but the, 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 their customers don't care. They say, well, you know, you build, the, you, you, you foot the bill of shipping. It's not my problem. If it's more expensive, it's not my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm not going to pay earlier, I'm going to pay you when I get the goods plus whatever we, we negotiated, uh, sometimes 30, 60 days. And this is not changing. Otherwise, I'm going to switch to other sources, right? Very often the conversation um, goes like that. Mm. So uh, that that's really hard on um, on the importers, and the problem is people say, well, well, well. Right now it's very high because it's summer. Summer is always busier because of all the Christmas goods mm-hmm. have to be shipped in um, in July and October. And right now there's there's a lot of um, crisis situations where they absolutely have to get a container. They still don't have a container, of course. Prices go up, but after that, they will go down. And when I hear that, I'm like, oh, really? One <laughs> um, of these, these products waiting for containers, as long as they are piling up, the mm. price is not going down, right? So when you start to hear that the bookings are getting much easier and you, you can book it and you can ship it the next week, then, yeah, prices are going to go down. Otherwise, don't count on it, right? Don't count on it. Yeah. Um, do you do you think that the longer this goes on, the more likely it is that the general consumer is going to see prices increase on the goods that they normally buy and take for granted at one price because manufacturers yeah. are just going to have to pass on the costs? Yeah. Um, it's going to impact them at several levels. Mm. Uh, first, there's going to be fewer <laughs> fewer toys for Christmas yeah. because a lot of them haven't been shipped out. On time, um, there. I mean, some of them might arrive in January and be be sold at a sharp discount. So who knows? But it's always the problem with toys. Anyway, I, I don't think it's going to be a, a big difference. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not pushing prices lower. Mm-hmm. This can only push prices higher. So let's see. Um, I, I, I think. The importers are going to suffer quite a bit, just like, uh, like they did when Trump put his uh, tariffs. Yes. And, you know, let's say it was 10%, they negotiated a slightly lower price from the from the factory, or maybe half of it from the factory side, and they uh, they absorbed the rest, you know, and then they have to absorb that. Uh, it's it's harder to, to get the suppliers to absorb it. Um, yep. You know, I think a lot of importers are are running at zero margin or, you know, clearly losing money. Uh, And yeah, a bunch of them might might disappear. 
if they don't they don't own their own products they don't own intellectual property they don't have a brand they don't have things like that um and if 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 they don't do a nice job adding value for their customers whatever that value may be mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for them to survive i'm afraid so the, and the longer that that goes um the, the harder it will be for them there's, there's no way around it i mean uh, um let's let's see but I'm, yep. I'm, I'm not optimistic for that okay sobering thoughts there okay so on to the next topic which i mentioned at the top of the pod electronic components we know there's been problems with those mm. yes and um it's it's not getting resolved so we hear a lot about um semiconductors uh chips as you said, for the car industry, the car industry is, is, is heavily eat. Um, but the problem is, you know, so many products have electronics these days. It's everywhere, right? And, um, and it's not just, it's not just the ICUs. It's not, you know, a lot of different parts that go into PCBAs, uh, onto PCBs, um, have, have, um, have really uh, been um, rare. You know, there's, there's been shortages. The prices sometimes have been multiplied by, by 10, 20, or even more. Um, and, and, and sometimes you, you pay the price and you get something fake or refurbished, you know, refurbished, meaning that they, 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 they opened some, um, some existing products uh, that maybe did not get sold or something. And, um, you know, pull the, the components out of the boards and try to resell them. And in some cases, it's acceptable if they are nicely presented in reels and and, uh, and 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 you can test them or you have your PCBA supplier test them before using them. It might be acceptable. In in I mean, uh, I would really advise a lot of caution, right? So that is not really going away when it comes to to um, to chips for cars. A lot of experts say, "Hey, if there's not enough capacity, you know, building a new factory is uh, for a new fab takes so much investment and takes a lot of time. Also, it's not going away this year, right? So another one of these things that uh, will push prices up, um, will penalize a lot of um, a lot of importers that have developed their own products, so maybe just reselling a nice product under their private label, but now the the cost is going up a lot." Or production is just suspended. There's a lot. There's a lot of um, new product developments that get suspended because when you've been prototyping and testing with a certain component that you you designed in your product, it's very hard to change it. Sometimes you have to basically go back to to um, to design and reprototype and retest and so on. That takes time and it's expense, expensive. So a lot, of, a lot of companies have suspended their their project and also. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of productions are are, are getting suspended. Um, people are waiting. Let's you know, let's see where this goes. Um, but again, I'm not very not very optimistic for the second half of 2021. Right. Okay. Well, yes, this is something to keep an eye on, and we will uh, talk about it on the pod in the future, I'm sure, and and also write about it when there's something else to add. And finally, I talked about the uh, USD RMB rate at the top of the show. So you you did mention it already, but let's just go to a little bit more detail. Oh, sure. So it was 
Let me see. One US dollar was worth seven, nearly 7.2 RMB in May, May, June of uh, 2020. And from nearly 7.2, it went down in a very, you know, sort of um, a very clear trend. A downward fall until about January 2021, where it hit about 6.4. So mm. 7.15, nearly 7.2, down to uh, about 6.4. And then maybe later in, um, I think it was in June, yeah, June this year, it went down to, um, yeah, 6.36. That was wow. the, the, the lowest. Uh, so <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you calculate the difference, that's, um, you know, that, that's a lot of margin lost for for, for the, the intermediaries that have to buy in RMB and, and sell in, in US dollar or yeah. in, in a lot of other currencies. I mean, the trend is not that different, right? Now, these days, there's no clear trend up or down. Let's see where it goes. It's been uh, quite stable uh, since July. Um, you know, I, I, I don't expect... Um, a strong da- downward trend in the future, uh, but but who knows? Who knows? You know, um, well, it's not in China's interest for it to get too low, is it? Well, it depends on their um, inflation issues, mm. uh, because you know if the currency is too 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 weak, and they because they import a lot of things, you know, a lot of oil, a lot a lot of um, materials. And a lot of finished goods too. Um, it makes what they purchase more expensive, and it pushes their inflation up. Mm. Um, that's that's one key thing here. But also, um, also if 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 Chinese people see oh our money is depreciating, then they will hurry up to try to to send it abroad yeah. through whatever channels that you know they, they can to buy euros or US dollar or GBP or and so on. Um, uh, these are sort of internal issues, but I think that the main issues are geopolitical. Uh, mm. When the United States starts to to threaten them, hey, you're manipulating your currency. How come it's so weak? With everything that you sell, you have such a, a trade surplus. How come, right? Um, then they, they they have to um, to show some goodwill and like, yeah, you, you know, no, no, we don't manipulate. But look, on its oh, now it's is is going up again. Hey, we're not going, we're not doing anything, but you know, it's going in the direction that you like. So stop bothering us, mm, <laughs> right? Mm. Um, I mean, it's it's all suspicions, of course, but that's um, that's what a lot of people believe is is happening. Sure. So let, let's see. That's an open question, but that's always an extra an extra risk. And of course, um, buyers can 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 edge their risks here. If um, if you're afraid that it will keep um, that, that the currency will will keep appreciating, mm-hmm. uh, the RMB will keep going up, then you can probably depends on what country you're in, but you can probably approach your bank and ask if you can have an account in RMB there. I mean, uh, you know, I have some some clients in Europe that um, that that use RMB to to send payments to their suppliers. So why not? The, yeah. the, the good the good thing here is that 
in the long run, it probably allows you to get slightly better pricing because it means lower risk for their for, for the supplier. Uh, and if you and if you do that, as I was saying, you can edge, you can buy some RMB in advance if you um if you know you're gonna have to pay something in RMB in, in, in two months, three months, you can buy it now or buy only half of it, you know, or 20% of it, at least you will be less exposed to um, to movements in the wrong direction. Uh, so, you know, there's this, this way, and then there are more, um, more advanced ways, right, with futures, options, and other derivatives. Uh, but, I mean, if you move a lot of money, it might be worth your, your time to, to talk with your your bank about that. Otherwise, do some simple edging, as as I mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, good advice. Then that's that's great. Cool. Thanks. So um, yeah, these are the main the, the main issues, challenges, and risks that that we see these days in general uh, when um, when when dealing with with Asian suppliers. So hope it was you know helpful in at least in uh, opening your eyes <laughs> and uh, and and planning for the future as, yeah. as bleak as it may be. Well, yes, but the one thing we've seen is that things are changing reasonably rapidly in many ways as well. So okay. this is something definitely to come back to. And I'm sure in the next few months, we'll be talking about these things again and updating everybody. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Great. Point. Okay. Well, brilliant. Thanks for joining me again, Renaud. Cool. Yeah, thanks, Adrian. And to everyone listening, thank you as well. We will see you in the next episode. Yeah, see you then. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to like and share. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other places that you get your podcasts from. See you next time.